Okay, let's get started with Parshas Chukas, Tavshinai and Dalid, here from Camp Kaley. As we mentioned uh, last week, the next couple of uh, weeks, next eight Shi'ur and Beth Hashem worth will be from uh, here from camp. And Beth Hashem then will get back to Beit Shemesh uh, at the end of the summer uh, by Re'eh or Shoftim, one of those weeks. But either way, Parshas Chukas, and we start off with the most famous discussion in the beginning of Parshas Chukas, and that is, of course, Paraduma. And more, one of the more well-known Para Aduma stories in Shas is the Gemara in Meseches Kiddushin, uh, and that is uh, repeated. You have it in the beginning of source number one from Pinini Torah. Kiddushin Lamanadol, the story of Dama Benesina, story of the non-Jew who would not wake up his father when the Chachamim came in order to uh, get uh, the Avanim Tovos for the Aphod. You see the summary of the story. They were missing some of the stones, the special gems that went on the chosh and the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol. They came to Dama Ben Nesina, who wasn't even Jewish, and they said, can you please give us the stones? He says, I would love to, but the key's under the pillow that my father's sleeping on, and I can't wake him. We'll give you a lot of money. We'll give you a ton of money. Sorry. Sorry. Aseris Adibros. Aseris Adibros. It's not one of the Shevet Mitzvahs B'nei Noach. But it's one of the other, Sheva Mitzvah Bein Noach, all six out of seven are low sases. The only one that's an assay is Dinim, is setting up a court system. Kibbut Aveim is not there, but Dama Ben Nesina felt that this is what he wanted to do. And he would not wake up his father. Amalem Anachri, line six, Yodea Ani. Shema Vakesh Mikam, Kol Mamon Sheba Olam, Bishrilla. Sorry, let's go back for a minute. Um, I skipped a line, line three. Vaben Lohir, it's Aveim Yashena Shalo. He didn't wake him up. And Bishar that, the Gemara says, Dama Benesina was Zocha to get one of the Paradumas. We know there were only nine Paradumas in all of history. The tenth one, Chazal say the Mishnah in Para is going to be when Mashiach comes. There's only been nine. One of them, Dama Benesina was Zocha too. And the Chachalim come back and say, okay, how about the Paraduma now? We couldn't get the, uh, the stones for the Aphod. What about the Paraduma? Amr Lamanach, line six, Yodea Ani. I know that if I ask for any amount of money in the world, you're going to give it to me. Why? Because I have the paraduma. I'm only going to ask for the money that you would have paid me for the aphod stones. I'm not asking for any more. Asking for that amount, no more. I'm a Benesina, one of the righteous Gentiles. One of the Chasidei Umosa Olam. The question that is asked by many, the Chalushi Arim asked the question, why was Para Aduma the most appropriate schar for this behavior? Keep it of aim. Right? The most logical of the mitzvos, Para Aduma, you can say it's just the opposite. Shlomo HaMelech even couldn't understand Para Aduma. Marti Echkama, Vihirachokam Imani. He couldn't fathom it. So what does Paraduma have to do with Kibbut Ava'im? Why was that the schar that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to Dama Benesina? Says the Chidushi Harim, on line 12. Kishahifzid HaNachri me'ashkalon mamon ra'biglam mitzvah's Kibbut Av. When Dama Benesina performed this unbelievable act, not Mesiris Nefesh, but basically giving away money, foregoing a tremendous, tremendous riches, but when he did that in Shamayim, there was a tremendous kitrug. There was a tremendous prosecuting force. Look at what this non-Jew does. He, he shies away from everything. And what about Am Yisrael? And what does Am Yisrael do? His Orebez and Shamala kitrug gadol al Yisrael. Eich yitachin, how is it possible? She'umos ha'olam midaktikim b'mitzvah kibadav yosem ibn Yisrael. They're so midaktik. And what about us? 
What about us? This Dama ben Nesina. Shekiblu es Torah b'Sinai. Shokain. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I gotta, I have to save them somehow. I have to show somehow the prosecuting forces in Shamayim, which I, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which I quoted, which I created, I have to show that Am Yisrael is even one better. Am Yisrael could do it too! How? Bekach gil HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shemaylas b'nei Yisrael gedola midavida rabba ma'as nachrim. Why is it greater? Paraduma. Because Dama Benesina was ready to pay or to give up, forego a tremendous amount of money for a mitzvah that he understood. Am Yisrael, they're ready to give away all their money for a mitzvah that they don't understand. For something that's beyond them. So both, yes, Elu Elu, but Am Yisrael could even be one up. Shekein Oso Nachri Ashkelon, Oisi Mamon Rav, Am Mitzvah's Kibbutav. Shetayim Amuv on Lechalad and B'derech HaTeva. Everyone understands Kibbutav. Ve'ilu Yisrael, Muchanim Lefazer, Schum Gadol, Yosel Lekayim, Mitzvah's Paraduma. They were ready to throw it all away. Now throw it away. To give it away for the Mitzvah Paraduma. And that protected and defended Klau Yisrael in Shamayim from Dama Ben Nesina. Again, we're not going to get into now. It's an interesting name. Dama Ben Nesina. Not for now. You can look at the Mepharshim on that Gemara and Kedushin. Was that his real name? Was that what we just call him? Either way, that is the story. That gets us started today. The Chlushi Arim defending Klal Yisrael. Moving right along. One of the fascinating elements of Para Aduma, and this, according to summary shown him, is the Chok, is what is so difficult to understand is that everyone involved in Para Aduma, again, the, what do we do Para Aduma? It's an avoda that's done on Harazesim. It's not done in the base of Megdash. We'll get to Bezrem that in a minute. But done on Harazesim, the Kohen Gadol looks towards Harabayas and he shechs the carbon and it's burned and those ashes are sprinkled on someone who became Tamemes. What is so difficult to understand? All of Tumavatara is not based on logic. What's difficult, most Rishonim say, is that all of those who are involved in the Avodah of Paraduma become Tameh. The one who leads the, the Paraduma out, the one who is involved in, in getting it ready for the Sreifa, all, everybody becomes Tameh. It is the ultimate impurity. Somebody's Tameh mace, we sprinkle it on him on day three and day seven, and when he's, when he's Tameh, he becomes Tar. And yet, those who are involved become Tameh. Right, that is what's so difficult. According to Rovri Shonim, that is the, what the, the difficulty in, in Paraduma. Says the Meshachachma two points. Point number one is a Ha'ara. Point number one is a Ha'ara, says the Meshachachma. Vida, source number two on the left side. Vida, kikol avodos chutz hema mitamim begadim. Paraduma, says the Meshachachma, is not the only Avoda of a carbon, a carbon in quotes, because it's not brought in the base Migdash, is not the only service where the people involved become Tameh. There are a number of Avodos, and what they, do they all have in common? They're done outside the base Migdash. Vida kikol avodos chutz hema metamim begadim. Many of the Avodos done outside the base Migdash. There are carbonos called the Param Hanisrafim that are also burned outside the base of Megdash. Why is that? Kohanim don't become Tame when they're doing the Avodah in the base of Megdash. Only the Paraduma outside, only other Param Hanisrafim done outside. Says the Meshachachma, two words. Because these two, these carbonos represent lost potential. 
Yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us for various reasons to do these avodos outside the base of Migdash. But it's done outside the base of Migdash. Something that could have been brought inside the base of Migdash, in the holiest places, in the Azara, in the Kodesh Kadashim, and yet it's brought outside? It's brought outside because the Kodesh Baruch Hu told us to bring it outside. But it's brought outside symbolizes to us lost potential. An animal that could have been brought in the base of Migdash, and yet it's outside, that causes Tumah. That causes impurity. Because when there's lost potential, that is the symbol of Tumah. We mentioned in the past the beautiful thought of the Nitziv and the end of Parsha's bow regarding the mitzvah of Peter Chamor. Oh, mitzvah daraisa, an asein, a losase, it's halachalamaisa bismanazet. It's just not, not too many Jews own donkeys. But if there is a Jew that owns a donkey, and that donkey has a firstborn male son, so there's a concept of petachamor. There's no kedusha to that animal. But the halacha is that I have to, if I'm a Yisrael, I have to switch the kedusha, not the kedusha, the status, onto a sheep, give the sheep to a kohen, and I get to keep the donkey. A mitzvah You make a bracha. Asher a mitzvah's petachamor. That's the a bracha that we say for petachamor. And there's a losa say though connected to it. What does the losa say? If I choose not to redeem it, to change the status of the sheep and the donkey, what's the halacha? Daraisa va'arafto. I have to break its neck. To break its neck. To kill the donkey. To kill the donkey is pretty extreme. You do the petachamor, and if not, you have to va'arafto. Says the Nitziv, because this donkey has, has potential. This donkey has potential to translate into a sheep, to give the sheep to a Kohen. This donkey was not used for its potential. Va'arafto is better off it's not even existent. It's better off if it's not even here. Says the Nitziv, if we miss, if we misuse, if we don't use, fulfill our potential, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us all kochos. If we don't use it, Says the Nitziv, the result is va'arafto. That's the Meshachachma here. These karbonos that are brought outside the base of Migdash, yes, we're following the Mitzvah Hashem to do that. But they symbolize to us being outside, not fulfilling the ultimate that could be, it could be used for, and therefore Tumah. Point number one. Point number two says the Meshachachma. Another question he has related to Paraduma. And that is, why is it so significant and important that the Kohen Gadol is the one that's involved in this avoda? Other karbanos don't have that. The Kohen Gadol can do whatever avoda he wants. The Kohen Gadol wakes up in the morning and says, I want to do the Karbat Tamid today. He can do the Karbat Tamid. Whatever he wants to do. Usually there's a lottery, various kar- uh, Kohanim get to choose, get to be part of it. But Paraduma, Elazar HaKohen. So why Dafka is it the Kohen Gadol Bedafka? Says the Meshachachma, I connect it to another avoda, a very special avoda, which is unusual, but the Gemara connects the two. Let's look now in the middle of source number two. Line 12. How do I know that the, the, the paraduma has to be brought with a Kohen Gadol for generations? Always. You learn it out from... Zereshava from Yom Kippur, from the Seir La'azazel, the Seir that is sent out on a cliff and pushed off in Midbar Yehuda, is Zereshava. Just like that has to be done with a special Kohen, the Kohen Gadol sends him off with the Ish'iti, so too the Kohen, <coughs> the Paraduma. 
Meshachachma says one more point and then explains it. Says the Meshachachma, Paradum is connected to the Seir La'azazel, the special goat that's pushed off the cliff, and right after that, in Torah Shabbat Sav and Achremos, the Isser of Shchutei Chutz is mentioned. The Isser of bringing Karbanos outside the base of Migdash. What's the connection between Paraduma and Seir Lazazel and Shchutei Chutz? Says the Meshachachma, the answer to that question answers why it has to be the Kohen Gadol. Let's read it. Says the Meshachachma, Line 16. When we start doing Avodah outside the Beis HaMikdash, it's, it's very tricky. It gives off the impression that we're not Chas V'Shalom serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What are we doing out in the Adon Haraz Esim? What are we doing out in the desert? With an animal. Who are we being makrif to? Shouldn't we be in the base of Migdash? So there are these avodos that are, that are on the edge, so to speak. That are somewhat risky. The Ramban already talks about this in Achremos. That it, it gives the impression, or the misimpression, that we're servicing another power, another force. Which HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to do. He created those forces. And that's why we do the avoda outside the base of Migdash. But it might give the misimpression that there's another address. That's why, says the Meshachachma, by Paraduma, by Sir Lazazel, because there's a chash, there's a worry that it might look like Shchute Chutz, which is the, the following line in the Torah Shibachsav, it's gotta be the Kohen Gadol. It's gotta be someone who has the purest of Kavanas. It has to be someone who is in the ultimate perfection. The person involved in it, or the other people watching it, might have an inappropriate thought. And that is why we need, we need the Kohen Gadol to be involved in it. But then he has the punchline. Says the Meshachachma, so why does Hashem command us to do this? An avoda on the edge. An avoda that's somewhat risky. Out of the base of Migdash. Why do we need such a thing? 99% of avoda is in the base of Migdash. 1% out. There are other forces out there. Why? So he gives a mashal. And Meshachachma lived 130 years ago. Says the Meshachachma, we have something called antibodies. How do I, when I get a vaccine, what's a vaccine? I give a little, let's say I get the chicken pox vaccine. I give a little, little chicken pox into the person in order to create a defense mechanism in my body so that if the real disease comes, I'll be strong to fight it. That's antibodies. Says the Meshachachma, that's, that's these avodos. You give a little bit of the problematic elements in the world of avoda. You give a little bit of outside shchute chutz, but that is tempered with obviously the 99% of real avoda that creates antibodies for Am Yisrael to fight any koach of real avoda zara. That's so what he says at the end, line 27. We find in nature, the poison of an illness, 
If it's put into the sick person, a little bit will be mazor, which is healing. Like Rahman al somebody gets bitten by a rabid dog, you get you have a little bit of the of the of the of the heiress, of the poison. Cain Torah, so too, the secrets of the Torah. He answers, who could come and understand the full secrets of the Torah? But that's my suggestion. Says the again, number one. Why is it that Tum is created? Because of the lost potential. It's outside the base of Mikdash. Number two, why the Kohen Gadol? Because it's a risky avoda. It's done outside. It's on the edge. What do we need it at all for? It's like those antibodies. We have a little bit that creates the protection and the defense that we need throughout our life on a national level. Okay. Moving right along. Moving right along. Paragutes, Pasagutes. One more related to the Paraduma, and then we'll move on to other topics. So, towards the end of the Avod, the Pasag says, Vihiza hatahar al hatamei Somebody becomes Tame Mace, they have to wait seven days. They're Tame for seven days. And on day three and day seven, those are the days that we are sprinkled with the ashes of the Paraduma. This is why we can't become Tara today. Because we're all Tame Mace. That's why we can't walk where we want. If you're a Kohen, if I'm a Kohen, I can't eat Truma Bismanazer. Even if I go to the mikvah. A mikvah does not help for Tumas Mace. Right, we need the ashes of the Paraduma. We don't have that, so we're all Tame Mace. So that's why Kohanim don't eat Shumar Chala today. That's why can't go anywhere on Harabayas that one wants, because we're all Tame. Um, so the Pasuk says that the Tahar sprinkles on the Tame on day three and day seven. There is a Yerushalmi. If you look in source number three, the Shemana Tov, on the third line, there's a Yerushalmi in Demai. It says the following. Am Rabbi Yeshua ben Kavla. Kol Yomai Hayisi Kore Pasuk Zeh. All my life I've read this Pasuk. The Torah sprinkles on the Tameh. One Torah person sprinkles on one Tameh person. That's what it says in the Torah. Rabbi Shua says, I read this Pasuk, one Torah person sprinkles on one Tameh person, until I realized. Very unusual Lashon. Until I learned from the storehouse, and Ozer is usually a storehouse, from the storehouse of Yavne, Shetar Echad Maza Al that one Tar person could sprinkle on many Tame people. That's the language of the Yerushalmi. It's what we call Yerushalmi Plia. What's the shot of this Yerushalmi? I always thought that you could have one Tar person sprinkle on one Tame person until I learned from the storehouse of Yavne. That you could have one Torah person sprinkling on many Tame people. What's the pshat of this Yerushalmi? So he quotes the Shemana Tov, Rabbi Weinberger quotes from Rav Shach. Line 6. as follows. What is the most famous story that we have related to Yavne? Related to the place of Yavne? Gemara Misech is Gitin. Many know the story. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai is carried out, pretending to be dead, in the coffin. He steps out of the coffin. He stands up to the emperor, Vespasian, and he says, Emperor! And he says, I'm not the emperor. You're alive. Chayav Misa. I'm not the emperor yet. 
I'm the second in command. And all of a sudden, a message comes from Rome. The emperor died. Vespasian, you're the emperor. He turns to Yochanan and Zakai. How do you know that? You must be somebody great. Okay, I'll give you three wishes. Three wishes. What's the first one? Yochanan and Zakai. Let me have the Sanhedrin. I know the Yerushalayim is besieged. Beis Amikdash is going to fall. Let me move the Sanhedrin to Yavne to save to save Am Yisrael, to save Torahs Am Yisrael. Even we don't have a Beis Amikdash. Give me Yavne and the two other requests. Not for now. That's Yavne. Line eight. Bikish tainli Yavne vechachameha v'ra'a yafe sh'al yedei osam achachamim. He saw that through moving the Sanhedrin to Yavne, Shuv Yibane Torah Yisrael. Fascinating. The name Yavne has the word Binyan in it. Yavne Yibane. It will be built. Torah continues to be rebuilt through Yavne, through the Sanhedrin going to Yavne. Then they went up north to Usha, and then they came back down to Yavne. The ten different places where the Sanhedrin went after the Chorban Abayis. But Yavne symbolizes the move of the Sanhedrin to Yavne. Says Rav Shach. Velamad Rabbi Yoshua. You know what the Yerushalmi means? I learned from Yavne. I learned from that story about Rabbi Yochan and Bezakai that you could have one person that could save all of Amisra. Because of one decision, one request that was made by Rabbi Yochan and Bezakai, the leader of the generation. The leader of the Rebbe Mitzakai, the Zad Chorban Abayas, he was the leader of Am Yisrael. He made the nine takanos zeichel amigdash. We shake a lulav for seven days. All the nine takanos that the Gemara talks about in Rosh Hashanah, zeichel amigdash. But he was the one, one person. He saved Am Yisrael. Says Rabbi Yoshua, I thought v'hiza hazor latame. One tar person could affect one tummy person and purify him. I realize now from the storehouse of Yavne, what does that mean? From the Yavne story, from Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, I realize that one person can make a difference for the entire Jewish people. Not just one on one, one on many, one on Rabim. The potential of each Jew, of each person. Line 10. It's a mistake. What can a person do against the against the uh, buck the trend? Well, who can I affect in life? One person, two people? No. We learn from Yavne. So many. And now, Rabbi, Rabbi Weinberger, the Shemanatov says, we see in our own generation, Rahman al how many families were destroyed during the Shoah. One, one survivor, two survivors, and how many of those single survivors established such beautiful families, beautiful kingdoms of families, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren being osik batoru v'mitzvos. One person. You see that in our generation? He says, that's the med- that's the shot of the Yerushalmi and Masechah's Demai. And here, a Weinberger now just adds on. And not only, and this is something that's said by many of the Bali Musar, sometimes if the source is Paraduma, maybe it goes even a little deeper, that I have to sacrifice in order to help others sometimes. And that's okay, because that's what life's about. The person who makes the Tame person Tahar, we just said before, becomes Tame. I have to become Tameh to make you Tar. 
I have to fa- sacrifice some of my own ruchnius in a, in, a, in a little bit. We have to obviously always ask Shilas, how far you take this? Rav Nassim Adler once said, the Rebbe Lachsam Sofer, we know there's a mitzvah of Hakel all the way at the end of the Torah. Now we bring men, women, and children come to the base of Migdash every year, eight of Shemitah, the Sukkot after Shemitah, and the king reads the, the uh, Torah in the, in the base of Migdash, and we all, and we all listen. Rav Adler says, and I've personally felt this in the past as well, he says, Imagine we're supposed to get this major spiritual experience in the base of Migdash. Wouldn't it be better to like leave the kids at home? Imagine coming to the base of Migdash, men, women, and children. You have strollers and diaper bags and, and everybody pulling and snacks and, and all you're trying to get the spiritual to the coin the, the the king is reading from the from the from the Torah, from, from Sefer Dvarim, and all of a sudden, Abba, can I have this, this, that? That's spiritual. Just go, let the men go. And maybe you could switch off, then let the women go. The whole family is there. That's a spiritual experience. Says Rav Nassim Adler, yes, that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. He wants us to bring our families up. Even if it means to sacrifice some of our own levels. But that's what life's about. Life's about, call Yisrael HaRevim family, the nation. And that's V'hiza HaZotar Alatame. One person can make such a difference, even though sometimes it means sacrificing a little for one's own, one's own level. Okay, moving right along. Perachaf. Perachaf. Pasagalf. Vayavo b'nei Yisrael kol v'eidah midbartzin b'chodesh harishon. B'nei Yisrael come to midbartzin in the first month. Vayeshev ha'am b'kadesh. Vatamas sham Miriam. Vatikaver sham. Miriam ha'neviya dies. The specific day is not given. It says in the first month. We know she died in Nisan. But we don't know exactly which day. There's only one yard site that's recorded explicitly in the Torah. We mentioned this in the past, and that's Aaron First day of the fifth month, Rosh Chodesh Av. That is Aaron yard site. Zion Adar is not in the Torah. It's only implicitly based on Psukim in the, at the end of the Torah and in Sefer Yoshua. But the only yard site we have explicitly is Miriam, uh, is Aaron. But here we have at least in the first month Miriam dies. Rashi says. On the death of Miriam, Vatamasha Miriam, Lama Nismacha Misas Miriam, the Parsha's Para Aduma. Why do we have the death of Miriam right after Para Aduma? Lomarlacha to teach me. Ma Karbanos Machaprin, Af Misas Sadikim Machaperes. Just like the Para Aduma brings Kapara, brings atonement, so too death of Sadikim brings Kapara. Says the Klayakar in his classic style, source number four, one of the great Darshanim of our history, Prague in the 1500s, says the Meshachachma, there are four Chazals. There are four Chazals, source number four. There are four Chazals that are very similar, that talk about the death of Tzadikim as connected to a, neck, a different portion in the Torah. We're not going to read the first half of the paragraph, which is about the fact that they were Maspid Miriam. You could read that yourself. But let's go to the second paragraph in the Meshachachma, line 8. V'smichas zeb mivim ha-medrashim b'dalad makomos. There are four times that we have the death of Tzadikim and related to something else. This is one. The death of Miriam connected to Paraduma. There are three others. And we need the Klayakar to put these all together. Number one. Smichas misas b'nei Aaron liyom ha-kipurim. The death acharei mosh nei b'nei Aaron. First pasuk in acharei mos. Aaron's sons died, connected to Yom Kippur. So we have misas sadikim connected to Yom Kippur. Number two, misas sadikim connected to Paraduma. That's ours. Number three, misas Aaron le big day kahuna. 
Hamachaprin, the death of Tzadikah connected to the Big Day Kahuna in Sefer Bamidbar, later on, and Samach Misas Aaron, Lishviras Haluchos. Breaking of the, just like the Luchos is, uh, right, the Chazal say, Kasha Misas Tzadikah and Kishviras Haluchos, the death of Tzadikah is as difficult for Am Yisrael like the breaking of the Luchos. So we have four Chazals about connecting the death of Tzadikim of the righteous and something else. Yom Kippur, Shviras Haluchos, Big Day Kahuna, and Para Aduma. What's the message of those four? Putting it all together. Says the Klayakar. There are four To'alios. There are four benefits that we all get, that we all receive from a tzaddik, from the leaders of our generation. There are four benefits that a tzaddik brings to the world. We might not know who the tzaddikim are, but the tzaddikim out there, we know, bring the generation four benefits. Number one, Number one, the world is sustained. The sustenance, food, rain. The world is sustained in the schus of the tzaddik. Like the Gemara says in Brachis, Number one, it gives us sustenance. Like the, the, uh, it's compared, he quotes on line 15, like a mother who is nursing her child. That was the leaders. That was Moshe and Aaron in the, in the Midbar. V'chein matzinu. She'b'schus Miriam ha'ilam ba'er. B'schus Miriam, they had water. B'schus Moshe, they had the man. Right? The physical sustenance is b'schus tzadikim. That is connected to, that's ours. That's Misa's Miriam to para aduma. Just like a para gives milk to the calf, to the egel, so too the tzadik gives sustenance to the rest of the world. Number one. Number two, the second to'eles. Line 17. Hasheni, shad tzadik melamdam lahoil derech Hashem mitzvah. A teacher. Obviously teaching us. The tzadikim teach us. That's connected to the luchos. Shviras haluchos. Luchos, symbolizing Torah. Symbolizing the basis of everything. So that's shviras haluchos. The tzadik is like the luchos. Number three. Gimel. Shezchuso megin ketzel. They protect us. The schus of its tzaddik and his tfilos and his being protect us from the elements. Kitzelu kabeged ha'asui lahatzil mikarvachom ubemoso sartzilam. And when its tzaddik dies, right, our, our shadow, our protection is gone. Big day kahuna symbolizes begadim, protect us from the elements. That's number three. And finally, number four. The fourth, what does a tzaddik do? A tzaddik is mechaper. A tzaddik brings atonement, and that, of course, is Yom Kippur. So we have four separate chazals, all never connected in chazal. But the Klayakar puts them together that these four illustrate the four ways in which a tzaddik protects his generation and helps his generation. He teaches him, that's the connection to the luchos. He protects him, that's connected to the begadim, big day kahuna. He brings atonement, that's connected to Yom Kippur. And he gives sustenance like a para duma, like a para suckles for the calf that it is supporting. Okay. So Aaron dies. Aaron dies. I'm sorry, Miriam dies here. And then later on in the parsha we also have Aaron. We have Parachaf, Pasikhaf, Hey. Pasikhaf, Hey. By the way, keep in mind, in this week's parsha, it doesn't say it, but you've got to keep track that there are 38 years that zoomed by that we know nothing about. 
beginning of the parsha is those chukas Torah, right? That's already said in the second year. The second year was done, and then all of a sudden Miriam died. Thirty-eight years. That's in the fortieth year. Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe all died. So this parsha, this is the transition parsha. We discussed that a number of years ago. What the blackout years uh, in the parsha's chukas? But here we have. So Miriam dies, and now we have the death of Aaron as well. Perechaf pasik chafhei. What happens? Aaron is going to be gathered unto his people. He won't be able, he won't be zochet to come in to Eretz Yisrael. Aaron, take Aaron, take Elazar, go up to the mountain. Remove Aaron's special clothing. Put them on El Azar. And Moshe follows through, and Aaron dies as well. Aaron and Miriam. The language is that Moshe Rabbeinu is supposed to remove Aaron's clothes and then put them on Elazar, who's going to take over being the Kohen Gadol. There is a Medrash. There is a Medrash. Look at the beginning of source number five. We quoted this a number of weeks ago from the Rav from Canton, Ohio, in the uh, middle of the previous century. There was a tremendous miracle that occurred as Moshe was changing the clothes of, uh, of Aaron. How could Moshe put the clothes of Aaron on El-Azar one by one if Aaron's wearing his clothes when we get undressed? So first we take off our overclothes, and then we get closer and closer to our undergarments. So how is it possible that Moshe, the Magic the Pasuk says, one by one took Aaron's clothes and put them on Elazar? Right, if you have the, the, the Mechnasayim, the Mechnasayim come off of Aaron last and go on to Elazar first. And the Choshen and the Aphod and the Tzitz, that comes off first, it goes on last. Isn't there a break? Says the Medrash, there was a nace. Somehow, we don't understand it. Aaron was, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to be mafshit to remove Aaron's michnasayim, the pants and the shirt, before the overgarments. It's a nace. It wasn't that he stuck his hand in. He said it, it was a nace. Habagadam nishtanu ho'el yonim sha'aron lavash nefchul le'tachtonim va'tachtonim sha'aron lavash nefchul le'el yonim The outer garments became the inner garments, the inner garments became the outer garments. So Moshe could go from one, from Aaron to Elazar, boom, and get Elazar dressed. And the question is, why do we need such an ace? Wait, you can't wait five seconds? Just take the clothes off, Aaron's going to die, and then put him on Elazar. No, we dafka have to have, there has to be a nace that the tzitz has to go under, and the mechrasayim have to go over. What do we need such a nace for? It's a medrash. What do we need such a nace for? Says the Shvile Chayim, developing a larger idea. Let's read some of it. One of the basic tenets of our faith is Every law, every detail of every law that we have in Halacha. We do not come up with new ideas today. 
everything goes back to Har Sinai. And everything since then has been expansion, has been application, has been using what Moshe Rabbeinu has given us to apply in our lifetime. When we have the post that say today, what did, what, Hilkah Shabbos and electricity, and that's not new. That's applying Moshe Rabbeinu's Yesodos that he gave us. Our religion is based on Mesorah. Everything we have is based on Mesorah. It was given with all of its specifications. It was all given to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he quotes the well-known Rav Bartanura. We've quoted this many times, but he quotes it again. And that is the first mission in Pirkei Avos. Moshe Kibal Torah Misinai Misorah Yeshua. The Shalshelas HaMesorah. Ask the Rav Bartanura. Why is that Mishnah? It's a beautiful Mishnah. Right, Moshe, Kibal Torah, Yeshua, Zakim, Nevi'im. What's it doing where it is? If I was Rabbi Yudah Anasi, if I was writing the Mishnah, where would I put that Mishnah? Beginning of Shas. Moshe, Kibal Torah, Misinai. What's it doing at the end of Seder Nezikin? The beginning of Pirkei Avos? There's not, there's not even any mitzvah in Pirkei Avos. Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai, the beginning of Pirkei Avos? You have to smile when you meet somebody. Ezehu Ashir. Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai says the Rabbi Atanur exactly. Because we don't need a mission of Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai before Hilchas Erevin. Mesechas Erevin. Who else made up Mesechas Erevin? Or Mesechas Me'ilah? Or Mesechas Arachin? Or Mesechas Shabbos? Or Yevamis? Where else did that come from? Of course, like, of course that came from HaKadosh Baruch but if you read Pirkei Avos, without the first Mishnah, what might I have assumed? Well, every people have an, has an ethics board. And ethicists, so Am Yisrael do, where did these ideas come from? People made them up. Human beings. Who is rich? Have you done All these one, even though that actually is a mitzvah. But all the other areas of Pirkei Avos, which are not specific laws, I might have inappropriately thought that they were humanly created. Even Pirkei Avos, Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai. Bedafka is an introduction to Pirkei Avos because everything that we have is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu given to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. And again, there are many examples of this. He has a fast, that one is the Rav Artenura, but turn the page for a minute. In the middle of source number six, he has a beautiful application of this. There is a Gemara in Masech Sukkah about Rebbe Eliezer, and elsewhere also, about Rebbe Eliezer. Rebbe Eliezer <coughs> had the minhag. If you look on line 13, we're picking it up in the middle of a story, but we'll just read line 13 in the first column. Amarle, his kaktuni leimar davar shaloshamati mipi rabosai, laolam, below amarti davar shaloshamati mipi rabbi laolam. Says Rebbe Eliezer, I have never said anything that I did not hear from my Rebbe. Rabbi Eliezer is a man of Misora. Man of Misora. He wouldn't. Even if he's asked a question by Talmidim, the Gemara says he would like just try to change the topic. He didn't want to answer if he didn't hear it from his Rebbe. They say Rav Salvechik, I forgot which Gemara it was, one of the Gemaras, he said, I've always had more difficulty with this one because I didn't learn this one with my father. Because when you learn, when you learn something from your Rebbe, it's, there's clarity. There's, there's a connection. So Rabbi Eliezer said, I never, learned, I never said anything that I didn't learn from my Rebbe. It's fascinating. The Shvile Chaim puts this together with a Mishnah in Perkei Avos. Look at line 26. Hu ayamona shivchan. He used to count the shevach of his Talmidim. Rabbi Lezer ben Horkinus, 
Borsid She'eno Ma'abe Tipa. Rebbe Eliezer was compared to a bore, a huge pit lined with lined filled with water. Why does it say a bore and not, let's say, a river? A river which has a lot of water. It often says a pit. Says the Shvile Chaim, this is Rebbe Eliezer, connecting it to the Rebbe Eliezer in the Gemara. A pit has water and never loses it. Whatever's put in there stays in there, even when more water is added. A river is constantly changing. A river, whatever's here today, it flows by. It's not based on the original water that was put in by a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's why Dafka bore seed. Why is that the imagery that is used? Because a boar keeps what it has and just builds on it. Symbolizing Mesorah, symbolizing everything is connected to going back to what we had from Moshe Rabbeinu. What does this all have to do with us? Says the Shvile Chaim. Back to our question. Why do we need a nace for? By Aaron and Elazar and the Begadim switched. The overgarments became the undergarments and vice versa. To teach us that not even for a second... Was there a break in the Mesorah from the first Kohen Gadol to the second Kohen Gadol? Seamless, right? The said there was no, there's no, there's no mo- even momentary lapse. Right away, dressed and dressed. That's why there was a, that was why there was a nace needed to teach us that element that there was never a lapse. It went exactly from Aaron Kohen to Elazar, and therefore that little nace teaches us. That we always have to be connected to the to the Mesorah. Okay. You know, Rav also said in another context, Rav Shechter quotes this in the Akdama to one of his Svarim, that there's a difference between being a Machadesh and a Mishane. He says, Rav Shechter quoted Rav Salvechik said, we have to be Machadshim, not Mishane. Mishane means changing the Mesorah. We don't change the Mesorah. We could apply the Mesorah in new ways to be a Machadesh, but not a Mishane. So that's a big distinction between those between those two. Okay, moving right along. A couple more thoughts for the for the day. So after Miriam dies and Aaron dies, Parak Chaf, Pasach Chaf Tes. Vayavshed Moshe Aaronis Begadav, Vayabeshos Avalos Avano, Vayamas Aaron Shambaroshahar. Aaron dies. Vayiru Kol Aeda Ki Gava Aaron. All the Aeda sees that Aaron died, elapsed. Vayivku es Aaron shloshim yom kol beis Yisrael. The entire congregation, beis Yisrael, cried for Aaron for thirty days. Cried for Aaron for thirty days. Rashi, what do you mean kol beis Yisrael? A well-known Rashi, kol beis Yisrael ha'anashim v'hanashim. What does it mean? All men and women, kol beis Yisrael. Why? What's the emphasis of the Torah? Lefisha haya Aaron rodev shalom umatil ava bein baalei meriva ubein ishle ishto. Aaron Cohen used to run around and make shalom peace between people. See, even the women loved Aaron because he was he made shalom bias. Aaron sat down and listened to people's marital problems right for hours and hours and got them back together. Two people were in a fight. He would go over to someone and make up a story. You know, so-and-so wants to make up with you. He feels bad. So-and-so wants to make up with you. Or according to another version, Aaron would just befriend them. Aaron would go over to somebody, put his arm around them and say, how you doing? What's going on? And the person would feel like, the Kohen Gadol is interested in my life? The Kohen Gadol wants to be my friend? Oh, I better, I better shape up. 
I better start 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 acting better. I better make up with so and so. He 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 doesn't know about me. I better change myself. Various versions of the Chazal how Aaron Akoin did it. But either way, he did it. He was the Oy Shalom Verodev Shalom, and therefore it says Kol Beis Yisrael. Everyone everyone cried. But if you look in the Targum Yonasan Ben Uziel, it's not the regular Targum Unkelis. It's in the Mikros Kedolos Chamashim. There's another line brought in. On this line, all Beis Yisrael cried. Says the Nitziv quotes it in source number seven on the right side, third line. Shemosha Hayaboche VeOmer Vaili Alech Aaron Achi. Woe to me, Aaron, my brother. Amud Tzloshon de Yisrael, the pillar of prayer in Am Yisrael. Amud Tzloshon Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu, when Aaron died, cried, Oi, Aaron Akoin, the symbol of Tefillah. Oi, I can't believe he died. Woe is me. Asked the Nitziv, when Moshe didn't dive in so hard. Aaron Akoin is the symbol of Tefillah, and Moshe's not. And where do we see Aaron is the symbol of Tefillah? David Amelech is a symbol of Tefillah later on in history. Where do we, what does it mean that Aaron is the Amura Tefillah? What does that mean? Says the Nitziv, look back to what I wrote back in Parsha Shmos, and that'll help you understand what I'm going to say here. So, we have to look back to what he wrote in Parsha Shmos. We have to look back at Pesukim first. If you look in source number 8 and 9. 8 and 9, this is the Nitziv in Shmos, and the Pesukim in Shmos. Go to number 9 first. Who Aaron and Moshe? Remember, this is the Yitzias Mitzrayim context. This was Aaron and Moshe. Asher Omar Hashem Elohim Otsiu Es Bnei Yisrael Meiras Mitzrayim Altsivosam. This is Aaron and Moshe that Hashem commanded to take Bnei Yisrael out. Hey, Mama Dabra Mel Paro Melch Mitzrayim. They spoke to Paro. Lo Otsiu Es Bnei Yisrael. Who Moshe vi Aaron? Vahibiyom Diber Bechul Pesukim Continue. Chazal pick up on the fact. As it's clear, you read the Pesukim, many times we, we're so influenced by Chazal because we don't like take a step back and look at the Pesukim. We just go through, like we remember Sedra, we do the Pasuk, we do the Rashi, Pasuk, the Rashi. Look at the Pesukim. We, most, most Chazals scream out to us. Look, Pasuk Chavav, who Aaron and Moshe. Pasuk Chavzayin, who Moshe v. Aaron. Why the switch of the order? Why in the first Pasuk is Aaron first? In terms of Hotziwas B'nai Yisrael, and the second Pasuk, Moshe's first. So what does Rashi say? Shavinheim. They're equal. That's why sometimes it says Moshe first and sometimes it says Aaron first. Which is a very challenging statement. They're equal. They're not equal in Nevuah. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Adon Hanavim. What does it mean they're equal? Says the Nitziv, they each have a power. They each symbolize a power. Moshe and Aaron. Says the Nitziv, and again, we're going to paraphrase, we're not going to read the whole thing inside. Aaron symbolizes, says the Nitziv. Let's read a little bit. Let's just read uh, his question. Source 8, line 2. Vizep Pele. Hello, Yadua, the God of Moshe me Aaron. Moshe's greater. What does it mean that Aaron is the, is the, uh, equal? Line 8. Elakacho inyan. Tikamo bavodas akarbanos. Hoya Aaron godomi Moshe. Vihiam yuchedas apanasis Yisrael. Remember, Aaron was the Kohen Godol. In terms of Avoda, it was Aaron, not Moshe. Moshe was the God of Adar, he was the Melech, but Aaron is Avoda, Avoda Zutfila. Aaron symbolizes the Amud, the pillar, says the Nitziv, of Tfila. What does that mean? We saw that already. What the Nitziv says is, he symbolizes the Koach of Davening to a Baruch Hu, 
to allow us to sustain ourselves through teva, through nature. After all, when we daven, we don't usually ask Hashem for miracles. We ask Hashem to allow us to have a living, to give us refuah, to give us chachma. In davening, we don't generally, so even a halach discussion, whether you're allowed to ask for a nace. But we ask in terms of davening, we ask for, to help us through teva. Says the Nitziv, based on other sources, that's the symbol of Aaron HaKohen. Aaron HaKohen, symbolizing Avoda. Avoda in the base of Mikdash. He was the Kohen Gadol. Symbolizing Tefillah, which is connected to Karbanos. Says the Nitziv, line 11. Afilu lefnei Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. In Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, in Mitzrayim, how did Bnei Yisrael get fed? Teva. There wasn't man in Egypt. They got fed. They had fish. They had a melon. They had other things, like we say, they say later on, but they had food. It was Teva. And the Aaron, who's the symbol of Tefillah, which they had, and in that regard, Aaron, in a certain sense, was greater than Moshe. I shouldn't say greater, different than Moshe. That was his forte. But yet, as we know, when B'nai Yisrael went out of Mitzrayim, everything changed. All of a sudden, there's no more Teva. They're in the desert. They needed mon from Shemayim. Moshe Rabbeinu. That's where Moshe comes in. All of a sudden, they get sustained. Bizchus Moshe. Moshe, as we know, is Torah. is not Tefillah. says the Nitziv, that's who Aaron, who Moshe, who Moshe of Aaron, because they are the leaders in different areas. Aaron is the leader, the symbolic leader of B'nai Yisrael being supported through Teva, through nature, like in Mitzrayim. And Moshe Rabbeinu, Yitzias Mitzrayim, or the Nisim that occurred, Bishchus Moshe Rabbeinu, that is Me'alateva through Nes. That's the Nitziv in Shmos. Fast forward to our Pasik. Now we understand the Targum Yonasan Ben Uziel. Targum Yonasan, Moshe Rabbeinu cries when Aaron dies and says, Oi, Aaron, the Amud Slosson to Yisrael, the pillar of Tefillah, what's he talking about? Because Moshe knew. That Aaron is the one. Aaron's the one who's the head of in Teva, in Tefillah, and that's what he that's what he cries about to say that you know this is who he died. What am I going to do now? We need him too, and that's why he died and cried about it in that way. Okay, two more thoughts for the for the parsha, and then we will uh, move on for next time. Two more thoughts. Perachaf Aleph, Pasik Tes. Perachaf Aleph, Pasik Tes. We have the story of the plague that took place in Am Yisrael, the snakes that came, and Hashem sent them. Many died. Make a saraf, make a huge metal serpent. Put it on a staff, on a stick. Whoever is bitten, bitten, the will look at it and live. Look at it and live. Little short meshachachma. And we'll get to the major idea though that we'll end off with. We know Chazal tell us that there's a difference between the word vihaya and the word vayehi. Vayehi means and it was and vahaya and it will be. That's true. But vayehi is always a lashon of tsar. Vayehi bimeach hashverosh. Vayehi is lashon of tsar. Vihaya is a lashon of simcha. Vihaya im shemot ishmo mitzvosai. It's great. We listen to Hashem. 
Just parenthetically, we quoted in the past an unbelievable thought of the Gra. Now, why is it the Haya is Lashen Simcha and Vayehi is Lashen Sar? Says the Gra. Because what's Vayehi? Vayehi is, used to be the word Yehi. Yehi is future. It will be. Vayehi takes the Vayehi, the Yehi and makes it past. Vavahipoch. And it was. When we have our future in front of us, and there's so much promise, and there's so much that we could do, and we have the attitude of a forget it. You know, but based on what I did already, I can't do anything. I give up. We take our past and we influence our future. That's Vayehi, that's Lashon Sar. That's, you know, we have so much to contribute, Yehi, but we make it, we, we force our future to be held hostage to our past, Vayehi, that's Lashon Sar. Vihaya is just the opposite. Haya is past tense. Vihaya, and it will be. We take our past and we say, I'm going to use this and make a better future. I'm going to take my past and make it a magical future. Vihaya! We take the Vavahipach in the opposite direction. That's why it's Lashon of Simcha. End parentheses. Back to our question. Says the, says the Meshachachma. So Vayahi is a Lashon of Tsar. Vihaya, Lashon of Simcha. What does the Pasuk here say? Vihaya. Whoever was bitten could go look at the copper snake and be healed. Is this like such a great simcha? Everybody's running around with got bitten by snakes? That's v'haya. That's a lashon simcha. Ask the Meshachachma. So the Meshachachma just says a horror. The Pasuk does not say whoever was bitten it's not limited, so to speak, to whoever was bitten by a snake. But it was really anyone who was sick at the time. Even not from a snake bite. Meshachachma, source 10. Pirish. Mishum shashem yisbarach omar. Kol anashuch v'ra osovachoy. V'lachain af imhaya chole b'siba tivis. Even if there's someone with a natural sickness. V'haya karov lamus. Im nashach oso nachash. If he would get bitten by a snake, the hibidel nachasha nachoshes hayim esrape v'shav laburyo. Says the meshachachma, there were some people at that time that were stam sick. They were on their deathbed for other reasons, not because they were bitten by a snake. So they would have died. If they were bitten by a snake and then looked at the copper snake, then they lived. V'haya kol anashuch Says the meshachachma, encapsulated in this klala was a bracha. Like we have so many times in the stories of the Torah, in the middle of the Tzarah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a little nechama, a little bracha. So here, terrible, there was a plague. But Hashem said, if you get bin and you look at it, you're going to live no matter what sickness you had. And therefore, says the Meshachachma, it is a little Lashen Simcha, even though the general point of it is a Lashen of Tzar, a Lashen of, of Klau. Okay, final thought for the day, and that is from the Chafetz Chaim. That is from the Chafetz Chaim. couple of questions. Let's look now to the story again a little deeper. Story of the plague. B'nai Yisrael again complained. Why did this plague come? If you remember, they complained as they do all throughout Sefer by Midbar. They complained about the man. Hashem ba'am. Hashem says, sends into the nation, the Am, the Nechashim Asrafim, Vayomas Am Rav Mi Yisrael. Question number one, ask the Chavetz Chaim, what is the change in Lashon between, first it says Hashem sent in the Am, the nation, and then later on in the same Pasuk, 
It says that he sent, and many of Yisrael were affected and were plagued. Question number one. Question number two, says the, Meshach, says the uh, Chavetz Chaim. When B'nai Yisrael ask for forgiveness, and ask a motion to daven for them, line two, I'm in source 11 now, Hispalel Hashem v'yaser me'olai es hanachash. Please remove this snake. This snake? What? One snake? Madu'a ksiv nachash lashen yachid. Halo nachashim srafim ksiv mikodem. There were many snakes sent. Number two. So why is it Am versus Yisrael? Why is it number two? Nachash, Slash, and Yachid, singular. Question number three, line four. Lamalo he'ilat filaso shel Moshe. La'asir me'helayim as a nachashim. Remember back in Parshas, Parshas Va'era, Moshe Rabbeinu cries, get rid of the frogs! And the frogs leave. Here, Moshe can't do that. He has to get a copper snake and hold it up, and whoever looks at the snake will be saved. Why can't Moshe just say, frogs, leave snakes? Snap his fingers, boom, they leave. No, doesn't work. It's as if it's harder to get rid of these snakes. Snakes are always cause problems. Since Parsh is gracious, snakes have caused problems. So why is it why is it more difficult here for Moshe to remove? Says the Chavetz Chaim, Kedarko Bakodesh. Kedarko Bakodesh. What chait are we talking about here? What chait is it? And this is something to start thinking about as well as we get into the month of Tammuz coming up in the three weeks. Says the Chavetz Chaim, line six. Here, the root chait is Lashon Hara. They say Lashon Hara about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, about Moshe Rabbeinu. Why did they bring us here? What a terrible thing to do. We would have been better in Mitzrayim. Says the Chavetz Chaim, a Kabbalistic thought. Whenever we do an Avera, when we sin... There's some prosecuting force that's created in Shemayim, says the Chavetz Chaim. And after 120 years, when we go up to Shemayim, we're going to be judged. And we have all the prosecutors on one side of the court. We have all the defenders on the other side of the court, which were created by our mitzvos and by Averos. And Be'ez Hashem, hopefully all of us have more mitzvos. It's way down on that side. Be'ez Hashem. Says the Chavetz Chaim, nobody says a word, though, so to speak. None of the forces open their mouth. They don't have a mouth. There's just their existence itself prosecutes or defends. I do something wrong. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Dayan, the ultimate Dayan, Tzadik V'yashar Hu, he sees the prosecutor, and that's it, it exists. There's one prosecuting force, says the Chafetz Chaim, that opens its mouth. That doesn't just exist and stay there, but it opens its mouth. And that's the Avera of Lashon Hara. Why is that? Because we opened up our mouths. And if we opened up our mouths, says the Chavetz Chaim, then that prosecuting force opens up its mouth. And you can't stop it. And that's why it's so dangerous and pernicious. More than any other Avera, it doesn't stop. Like the Mashal he gives, we all heard it in first grade, that uh, somebody sees Lashon Hara and says to a Rebbe, how do I do tshuva for Lashon Hara? He says, bring me a pillow. Brings him a pillow, he rips open the pillow, the feathers fly all over the place. And he says, go get me the feathers. It's impossible, I can't gather the feathers. They're all over the place. He says, that's Lashon Hara. Tell one person, another person, another person, it can't stop. Can't stop. We have to make sure that said the Chavetz Chaim that the, the elements in Shemayim that occur based on this Avera, and again Lashonara can include Rechilus and include uh, many of the mitzvos Ben Adam Lachavera that we have to be so careful about. Avalam Akatreig line thirty Hanivra Ra 
it's so hard to remove. It doesn't stop. And that's why it was so hard for Moshe Rabbeinu to remove this. Because it came from the Chait of Lashon Hara. Even the ego was easier. Avodah Once they do tshuva. But that's why it was so hard. And that's why remove the Nachash. What's the Nachash? The Makatre, the prosecutor in Shemayim that was created because of our actions, that's what they asked HaKadosh Bar, Moshe Rabbeinu to do. Remove the Makatre. And says the Meshachach, says the Chavetz Chaim, if we are aiders and abettors, and if we facilitate, and if we don't stand up to those around us who want to tell us something, so then we're also at fault. And that's the Am versus Am Yisrael. The Am is always the Hamon Am Yisrael are the, are the nobles, are the, are the leaders. They're also, we also are held accountable. So as we get into this period of time, this period of the year, Rosh Chodesh Benshi, we just mentioned the Tammuz, the Shabbos, the Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. We have a lot of areas to work on. But again, especially this, this area, the area of our mouth, the area of not only watching the kashras of what goes into our mouth, but watching the kashas of what goes out of our mouth, this is a great area to start, whether it means learning halachas of shmiras halashin every day, whether it means um, just accepting for a certain amount of time, you know, a day, I'll be extra careful. The, the uh, quote that we've quoted in the past, and that is, great people talk about ideas. Medium people talk about things. Little people talk about other people. We have to make sure we have to talk as, about as many ideas as possible, staying away from the other extremes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless our actions. And bischus the avaschinim and the good things we say to each other. We should be zochet not to have three weeks, not to have three weeks of simcha, not to have the three weeks of sar. And we should all be zochet to use all the kochas of Hashem gives us properly, all the potential, like the Nitziv said, to use it litova.